All right. Big series. Big sweep. Nine in a row overall. We got series breakdown coming up. We're going to talk about the um, first month of the season, give out some progress reports. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down. This one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Houston's up thunder. Got it. All right, well, what's happening everybody? Welcome to the show, welcome to episode 362 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Welcome to the podcast, welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And we also do MMA now too. Yanks every series. Knicks every game. MMA on the weekends. We've got a big pay-per-view coming up next weekend. 274 with some pretty stacked fights. Pretty stacked card with some big fights. So look forward to, there might be a preview for that, but there probably is going to be more, um, I know I'm going to have a recap. Uh, I might do a preview depending on how busy I am. I'm very busy. going to be very busy these next few weeks, but I'm going to be talking Yankees obviously in this episode 362, going to go over the, uh, the Kansas City Royals sweep. I'm a bit tired. Um, it's late for me. Fortunately, I don't have anything Monday morning, but I do have something Monday afternoon. So I want to be able to get some sleep, and it's late here as I record. Um, It's past midnight Sunday, so it's technically Monday morning as I speak. And as you're listening, it should also be Monday the 2nd of May. Um, Yeah, so I don't want to waste any time. I kind of just want to get into the episode. We'll dive into it right now. Um, No need to even go to break. We'll save our first break for later. But the Yankees took a pretty big series. Not a big series, but a pretty... um, I don't know where I was going with that. They took another series. They swept their third consecutive team. And they continue... Listen, they continue to do what they're supposed to do. All right, and I've said this before, and I want to make this clear again. While I very heavily will always criticize the Yankees for losing and not living up to their standards at times, when they win, if you pay attention to me, I, I also, I'm fair. I give them credit. And right now, I'm very satisfied. I, I cannot complain one bit. And you're going to know that. You're going to find that out. If you stick around for the uh, second half of the episode when we go over the progress reports. Because I'm going to be fair. And the the Yankees, the start they're off to, how could you not be fair and give them a little bit of credit for what they're doing? Um, But let's talk about this series in particular. Because it was a good one. And we'll start with the first, obviously the first game of the set, which took place on, um, what was it, Friday? The Friday night game. Which, uh, that was game one, Friday night. But, you know, it's, again, it's good to have three consecutive sweeps. A little bit of concern. I was listening to Talking Yanks. He made a good point. I was thinking about it at the time. A little punty, right? We did sit a guy every game. I forget who it was who sat game one. But games two and three was Judge, then Rizzo. You know, kind of doing what we did a lot last year. When we went up against bottom feeders and, and getaway games. We, we put out, you know, not our full strength lineup. Um, Could have lost some of these games if it wasn't the Kansas City Royals, to be honest. They are a rough team. Uh, they're not great defensively. They're not great at the plate. Um, but, you know, I guess the, the positive is that the Yankees this season have the depth 
to overcome that. They've got the lineup, they've got the rotation, um, and they've got a strong bullpen. But um, Friday night, the Yankees took this one 12-2. It was Nestor Cortez going up against Bubik. Um, top of the first inning, right away, Anthony Rizzo and Giancarlo Stanton going back-to-back. Again, as I've been saying for a bit now, this, this top of the order for the Yankees is something. When you go DJ, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, that is something. And they're all hitting right now. It's 3-0 Yankees after 1. Bottom of the first, the Royals do answer back a little bit when Salvador Perez, who they showed that he had 48 home runs. I don't know how I didn't know that. He had 48 home runs last season. Like, Yankees fans wanted to talk about how much power and how incredible Gary Sanchez was when Gary's this 20 home run guy. Sal Perez had 48 home runs. He hits uh, an RBI double in the uh, bottom of the first. It's 3-1. to one. Bottom of the second, Royals chipping away a little bit. 3-2, to two, Michael Taylor rips an RBI single. But that'd be, as, that'd be as close as they get. Nestor Cortez would shut them down from there. He finishes after five innings. Let's up eight hits. Um, three strikeouts. Two runs. Only one of them was earned. He didn't have it. It was probably his worst outing in terms of having it. But he still found a way to turn it into a very productive effort. And they always say that's what the better pitchers do. And the more Nestor Cortez pitches, the more I'm buying Nestor Cortez as a real legitimate thing. Top of the seventh in this game, DJ LeMahieu with the RBI single, and then Judge follows that up with a home run. Seven to two Yankees. Top of the eighth is when we really put this game out of reach. Glaber Torres a home run. Higashioka an RBI double. It's 12 to two Yankees. I may have said that backwards. Didn't Judge hit the three run shot to make it 12 2? I don't know. May have put that down wrong on my notes, but. Um, overall, 12 runs, 11 hits, 2 walks, just 7 strikeouts. We go 4 for 9 in scoring position. You know, a lot of hard hit balls early on in this one, indicating that the explosion was coming, and it did. Just took a little later to happen. Um, Pitching-wise, again, Cortez was great. Um, love what I'm seeing from Nestor so far. Lasagna, Green, Litke, follow-up with 3 innings of shutout baseball. And so the Yankees won the game. Um, this was the Apple TV game. I had to uh, get get myself a subscription, at least the free trial. Um, but it's only like five bucks a month to uh, to to get this game. And I didn't know it was going to be an entire Apple TV booth. I thought it was going to be like on Amazon Prime when they just had the the game on Prime, but it was still the Yes booth. No, it was. This was interesting. It was full on Apple TV. The score bug was different. Everything was like transparent. Um, the camera angles were pretty cool. They had the whole 4K thing going. Some of it I liked. Um, the announcing, I don't know. Not really talking about the game a whole lot. Chris Young, which I, he had a little stint with the Yankees. I, I, I liked him. Uh, also a former Royal. Was there. He was in the booth. Um it was weird because like they were showing the four-man outfield shift, which is something most baseball fans know by now. I don't like it, but I know about it. And Chris Young, uh, apparently he's never seen it before. I was like, dude, buddy, this is what? This has been going for maybe four years. Yeah, he was like, he was, like completely thrown off by it. And I don't know, that kind of just like shocked me. Like, shouldn't you know that? Um... And then there was like the, the at the end of the game, <clears throat> excuse me, for a good five minutes, or maybe it felt like five minutes, but it was like a little excessive. Um, and I understand it's history and all that, but they minimized the Yankee game. And they minimized the shit out of it. I mean, I'm talking top right corner, barely see it. And they had the Met game on because uh, they were throwing their little combined no hitter. Um, and I can get into a whole rant about that. I don't... Listen, it's a no-hitter, technically, but I don't consider it a no-hitter. Like, it's not as impressive as one pitcher 
throwing a no-hitter. And I know that the, the shtick will probably be, well, you, know, you throw that many guys, not all of them are bound to be on, so it's more impressive now. Mets fans will probably go with that narrative, but no. I mean, you have one guy, you have to consider stam- stamina and, you know, facing lineup four times. That's 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 more impressive. I mean, that's it. I don't. I just don't. The whole combined no hitter, especially since they didn't just use a couple pitchers, they used five different pitchers. It doesn't do it for me. I can't call it a no hitter. You can have a little asterisk next to it and still call it a no hitter with an asterisk, but I'm not going to call that a no hitter the same as I do when um, you know Johan Santana did it for them. Um, but yeah, that was a little weird. But the Apple TV thing, it was so so for me. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Um, but the game was eventually called after eight innings. I know there was a tornado in Kansas City, so it was pouring down rain for a bit, and they eventually just called it. Good call there. Um, and that was the first game of the set. The Yankees took it 12-2. Again, um, that made it seven in a row at the time. Game two of this series, the Yankees took this one a little differently. Um... Just a 3 nothing victory here in Kansas City. You had Garrett Cole going up against Hernandez, Carlos Hernandez. Top of the second inning, Yankees on the board first. IKF grounds into a double play, but a run does score. Better than the strikeout. Um, 1-0 Yankees. Top of the third comes Glaber Torres, a sacrifice fly. It's 2-0 Yankees. Top of the fourth comes IKF again. This time with the sack fly, three nothing Yankees. Um, yeah, there wasn't much to this game. Yeah, yeah. A couple of sack flies and a double play. I guess they manufactured their runs. Um, three runs on eight hits, eight walks, uh, five strikeouts, two for nine in scoring position, two sack flies. Rizzo caught stealing. Gallo left the game hurt. He's going to be out a bit. Um, speaking of the sack fly, I saw a stat. Um, who's the, the chick that always tweets? the stats and stuff. Man, I'm drawing a blank. Katie Katie Sharp. She um tweeted about the Yankees having zero sack flies last year in their first 21 games. This season, they've got eight in their first 21 games, which is insane. Um, <laughs> they had eight in their first 21 games at the time. <clears throat> um, yeah, that was cool. Torres, Hicks, and Gallo. You know, they, obviously they all bat consecutively. They were six for seven combined. Uh, a couple of walks in there. Garrett Cole, second consecutive excellent start. We'll talk about him later when we do the progress reports. Six innings pitch, no runs, six strikeouts. Then we went Castro, Holmes, and Chapman. That was fine. Um, back in the in the. Uh, Yes, Booth for this game. You had Flaherty and Beltran the final two games. You know, Carlos, listen, he, I, you know, I talked about it his first time through when uh, the Yankees were, uh, who were they playing at the time? Was it Toronto? I don't know. His first time in the booth, last time out. You know, a little nervous, talking a lot. You know, or didn't actually he didn't talk a lot at all. His first time in the booth, he didn't talk at all. He was just awkward, and he said a lot of cliches, and he just, you know, said the obvious things. Um, this time, I actually felt he was a little better. I, I thought he actually got a little more comfortable. Um, Flaherty did the play-by-play. A lot of people think he's a bit boring. He is. He's, he's very monotone. I do like him. I, I do like Flaherty because he's one of the few in the S-booth, in my opinion, that's always going to shoot it straight. Um, you know, on the post-game show... I like Curry. He does a nice job, but at times I feel like he doesn't say it straight. Um, Lorenz is, is, you know, he's he's Lorenz. Um, he's just the host and all that company boy. Uh, but I like Flaherty a lot. Um, I get he's boring. I, I don't mind his takes. I, I like what he has to say. You know, it comes a cr- it comes, you know, in a monotone way. But the things he says, I do agree with. I tend to agree with uh, very often. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting booth. Uh, George Brett joins them a little later in the game. They were just kind of casually talking. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. 
Uh, but yeah, the Yankees took that one three nothing again. Not much to really add outside that. It was a quiet game, but they found their way to win. Um, let's get to game three. So in this one, the third game of the set, the Yankees win six four. You had Severino going up against Lynch um, on Sunday here. Top of the first inning, Judge, I think it was a 9 or 10 pitch at bat. You know, waiting on the fastball. Finally gets one. one nothing Yankees because Judge cracks one. Deep, 453 feet to dead center. Bottom of the third, Royals put up a three spot. It's 3-1. to one. Kansas City, their first lead of the entire series. Bottom of the fifth, though, the Yankees start climbing back when IKF gets to the RBI double. Then DJ LeMayu with an RBI single to put IKF home. It's 4-3. The Yankees down by one. Um, Severino ends up going five. Four innings, uh, four runs allowed. Three of them earned. Four strikeouts. He wasn't great. Um, hasn't been great statistically last couple of outings, but hasn't been terrible. Um, Judge, ground ball later on to tie the game at four. Donaldson in the top of the seventh, the fielder's choice with the RBI to put the Yankees up five to four. Then you got Judge going up again in the ninth inning. This time his second home run, six to four. And that was it. You had Schmidt, Litke, uh, King, and Chapman. They did the job. Clark Schmidt optioned after this game because of the roster cuts. Um, offensively, the bats again produced six runs, eight hits. Seven strikeouts. Not the greatest offensive outing. A lot of stranded runners. We're one for eight in scoring position. We had that one inning. We had first and second. Nobody out. You have three consecutive pop-ups. Brutal. Um, You had, you know, Glaber going into a double play one inning. The positive, you 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 had Miggy come up. His first start of the year, he gets two hits. Uh, Unfortunately, he's also optioned after the game. Because of the roster cuts that, you know, we have to cut it down to 26 in May. Um, but other than that, other than that, I thought it was a good win. Um, great job finding a way to six runs, even when they don't have it. I think that's something we do not do last season. Um, again, finding a way to win the getaway game. That's huge. Um, so that's, those are the first three games. Those are the, the, the only three games of the series. Um, the Yankees sweep. And it's just great. It's good to see the Yankees clicking. Um, guys look great. IKF is finally settled in. He had a good series. Um, he actually, he's one of our featured players of this series. Is oops, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. This series in three games, he goes three for nine, which I believe is 421. Um, two singles and a double. Two RBIs to strike out two walks. Um, and he's, if I did the math correctly on baseball reference earlier, reached base safely in 13 consecutive games. Yeah, man, his his bat-to-ball skills are terrific. Having a guy like that who can contribute without hitting the home run, literally without hitting the home run, is a perfect bottom-of-the-order bat to have. Uh, my only qualm, and I talk about this all the time with my brother, is... I would love to see the Yankees put IKF in the nine spot and have the catcher eight. This way, IKF is kind of, you know, in a way, back-to-back with LeMahieu, and I think that could be lethal. Um, And it's not like it'd be a righty-lefty difference because the two catchers we have at eight are right-handed. So it's just something to think about if I'm Boone. Um, But, yeah, IKF has been great. His contact skills I love. His his shortstop is, is okay. It's nothing great. Um... The double pumps kind of bothered me at times. Um, but I, I just love his bat right now. And I think if he can continue to hit like he's hitting, he might have a career year. And um, I said with a couple of my buddies heading into the year, I, don't be surprised if IKF is you know at least top two in hits on the Yankees. And if he can hit 280, 290, I don't know. It's possible, you know. Last couple of seasons, he's hit for a decent average, so maybe it comes. Um, so I like the series from him. I like what he's been doing for a while now. Aaron Judge, big series. He played in two of these games. He went three for nine with all home runs, um, six RBIs, four strikeouts, no walks. Has homered five times in his last five games. 
Um, he's, again, he's really hot at the moment. Started the season rather quiet. Now he's extremely hot. He's taking the breaking pitches, waiting for the fastball. Again, going to dead center, going the other way to right center with that approach a lot. Um, he's always had that in him. He wants that contract. You know, he's got eight home runs now, um, 16 RBIs. He's got a 300 batting average, which has always been in the back of my mind. Can Aaron Judge have a season where he bats 300? I thought, you know, it, it's it would be awesome. You know, I'm not asking for it. I'm not expecting him to do it. Um, he'll sit 280-something. But, it, you know, just seeing 300 next to Judge's name, it just looks right. It just looks like it fits. So, it'd be something really cool. It'd be a cool little you know, fun accomplishment if Judge could bat 300. Um, but, don't expect it. I just think it's pretty cool right now, and he's, he's having a really good season. Um, again, we'll get to him a little bit in a second when we do these progress reports. Um, but, yeah, the bats look solid. We're still scoring runs. We drew 15 walks this series. That's five a game. Um, the pitching continues to be locked down. The Yankees now, I think after game two, they have three. They have now three shutouts on the season. The only team with more shutouts on the season is the Mets with five. Um, so, yeah, their bats have been great. They finally hit it up. Their pitching all season has been fantastic. And um, I think, you know, we might as well just get right into the uh, the progress reports. Let's get to break. And when we return, we'll go over the entire roster. And and we'll go over these progress reports. Hand them out. And um, that'll be that for this for the show. Stay with us, though. We're going to head to a quick break. And when we get back, we'll get into this. Be right back. Show episode 362 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ. We actually forgot to mention Cole as the featured pitcher of the series. You know how we usually have two featured players of each series, position players, then we have one featured starting pitcher, um, IKF and Judge being the two featured position players. And Cole, Garrett Cole, is going to be our featured starting pitcher of this series. In game two, he went six innings, no runs, six strikeouts, a couple walks, five hits. Four singles and a double allowed. Um, has allowed no runs in his last two starts, 12 and two-thirds innings. So. Also notable, you know, his last two starts have been with Jose Trevino. Now Aaron Boone is currently saying that's not something he's going to try to make. Let me rephrase that. Aaron Boone is currently saying he's not going to try and make that a thing like he did with Higgy. Um, but we'll see. Sometimes in baseball you like to ride with those superstitions, the hot hands and Things like that. So we'll see what happens with those two. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't like the personal catcher idea. Um, but if it's working right now, I'm not going to hate it if I see Trevino out there the next time Cole pitches. Um, but hey, l- let's get to these progress reports, man, because we've got some things to say. I figure we'll start with Cole. We'll start with the starting pitchers, the other five starting pitchers. Then we'll make our way to the lineup, the starting lineup, and then we'll figure, um, I figure we end it with the bullpen, each reliever, and then the last slide, I guess, in this, if you're watching the podcast, will be the last grade will be given to the Yankees as a team. All right. So Garrett Cole on the year, I decided to give Garrett Cole a B. I decided to give him a B because in five starts this year, um, he's 2-0 and with a 3.00 ERA. 
24 innings pitched, 18 hits allowed, 27 strikeouts, 7 walks, and a hit by pitch. Um, Yeah, I mean, he started very slow. Obviously, his first three starts were not what you wanted. Tribute to Girardi there. They weren't. I mean, he had a hard time, you know, keeping traffic off the bases and keeping runs. It wasn't even that he was getting hammered in terms of runs. He just wasn't giving them distance because everything was he had to work to get. Um, You know, granted, he he fought some tough weather in Detroit. Um, I'll, I'll give you that, but... It wasn't a good start to the season. His ERA was over six heading into game two of this series, uh, but he figures it out. He and Now his last two starts have been very sharp, very Garrett Cole-like outings, and again, six in uh, six innings the other night, 6.2 yesterday, and uh, no runs in each of those starts. He's striking batters out. He's got that confident rhythm working quickly, getting right back on the mound. Looking like Garrett Cole. He's doing the strut when he gets a strikeout. He just looks like he's got confidence. He looks like he's in a better spot mentally. Um, People wanted to make a whole thing about the back of his uniform. His pants. His pant leg. He kept going to it. I thought it was just dirt. I don't think he's that stupid to be doing that after that whole thing. I, I think you have to be incredibly dumb to do that. So I didn't make anything from that. I really just think it's dirt. It's mud. They they you know they rub the baseballs in mud now. I don't know. That was a little ridiculous for people to be making a big thing out of. Um, and you know again he goes out and shows um, that he can do it. The next start, you know, game two in, in Kansas City. So he's been great um, lately. He just hasn't been great all year. But the good thing is his last two outings have gotten that ERA. It, it literally cut it in half to three. So he's got Garrett Cole-like numbers now. And so a B when you consider everything for Garrett Cole. Uh, moving on to Severino. I think a B- minus is pretty fair for Severino. You know, he's 2-0 and across five starts. Um, a 3.75 ERA now. 24 innings pitched. 24 hits allowed. Uh, 23 strikeouts, which is a little low um, for a guy like Sevy. But seven walks and one hit by pitch. I, I think he's been okay. Yeah, I think he's been good. Definitely above average. And I think he's been better than I expected him to be. I really didn't think he'd be this good to start this season. I, have, I don't think he's been amazing. I don't think he's been better than, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, I, I guess you could say he's been better or the same as Cole. So maybe this is a little overgrade, but. I don't know, his last couple starts have kind of been meh. Now, the one two starts ago, he looked a lot better than his final line looked. But at the end of the day, those four runs were on him. Um, so he's been okay. You know, He looks good. I think as the season goes on, we're going to get more of a testament to how good Sevy can be this year. Um, I like the fact that he was throwing 90 pitches today. They're trying to build up his arm strength, which is a positive. Um, no more babying him. So we're going to see where it goes, but I think he's off to a pretty good start. Nothing more. Um, certainly nothing less. Jordan Montgomery, you know, once considered a number five pitcher for me, has really, really, really pitched good. Through four games this year, he's 0 1 with a 270, 20 innings pitched, 14 hits allowed. Uh, 15 strikeouts on the year, five walks, and three hit batters. I give him a B plus. I think Montgomery has been very consistent. When you take away his first start of the year, um, game three against Boston, he's been very sharp outside that. He's been very consistent. You know what you're getting. And um, it's not his fault that Aaron Boone puts him on a, a bit of a short leash at times. But I like, you know, he's Montgomery. He's a lefty southball guy. He's going to mix it up. Big bag of pitches. Likes to throw the cutter. Multiple variations of the fastball. Changes eye levels. And he's kind of got, like I've mentioned before, a little bit of an intensity to him. And that we like. So Jordan Montgomery, I've, I've given a, a B plus. I think he's been very sharp. Uh, Jamison Tyone. Give him a B. Through four games, he's 1-1 one one with a 3-2-6. 
Uh, 19 and a third innings pitched, 22 hits allowed, 17 strikeouts, a couple of walks, and a hit batter. He's throwing strikes. He's attacking the zone. Um, throwing the cutter. The changeup looks good. I like what Tyon has done. I think Tyon's a good pitcher. I thought it was a good trade. He's worked out pretty nice so far. <clears throat> um, yeah, I actually like watching him. I kind of look forward to some of his starts. If he can give a little more distance, a couple more six-inning outings, that'd be nice. Five-plus. But um, not a bad start for Jameis and Tyon. Got to give the guy a B. <coughs> Excuse me. And now for our ace. The absolute ace of this staff who... I, I can't I, I I cannot critique anything that this man is doing. Four games in, Nestor Cortez gets an A from me. Um, now let me let me say this to get it out of the way. These grades, just like I do with the Knicks, if you follow me uh, when I talk about the Knicks on this podcast, these grades are based off of the player's own expectations. So not everybody is graded on the same scale. Okay, I'll say that one more time. Not every player is graded on the same scale. So somebody having a higher grade than another guy doesn't exactly mean he's been better than that guy. He's just been performing up to his expectation better than the other guy has been performing up to his. But Nestor gets an A. I mean, he's really been the best pitcher on the staff regardless. He's 1-0 with a 131, 20.2 innings pitch, 14 hits allowed, 28 strikeouts, 3 walks, no hit batters. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what to say. He's been great. He's been fantastic. I have no qualms about Nestor. I <laughs> he's just been so good. He's hilarious. Um and he just works quick, mixes it up with the delivery, changes eye levels, paints the black a lot, and a guy that doesn't need to throw ninety five to ninety nine but can still get outs because of how creative he is and um, persistent, I think is a good word to describe Nestor Cortez. I mean, you look at that dive to first base to get the out he had in a game in April. So it's like, wow, this guy really wants it. You got to love him. So Nestor undoubtedly has performed like an A-grade pitcher so far this season. Let's get to the, uh, let's get to the lineup. Yeah, man, Aaron Judge. Let's start with Judge. We'll go from right field, and we'll we're, we're, uh, we'll work our way around the diamond. I gave Aaron a, a uh, an A, A minus. Sorry, I gave him an A minus across twenty one games. I mean, I think you can't complain. Again, got off to a quiet start to his standard, but he was never bad. He was always having a good year. Now it's turned into a fabulous year. These last couple weeks has been swinging the bat much better. Um, he's batting three hundred. He's got an OPS of 1.027. Five doubles, eight home runs, 16 RBIs. Power numbers are there. He's got eight walks, 24 strikeouts, and a stolen base in there. He's playing great right field defense. Continues to play defense. He's sliding over to center field when he's asked to, and that's a difficult task to do, but he does it as a guy who's 6'8", 250. Um, I think he's 280. But yeah, Aaron Judge, 6'7", six, six, 280 on baseball reference, has been phenomenal. Um, and he's, again, he's showing that he's a five-tool player. He has hitting skills. Yeah, he strikes out a lot, but I consider him as one of the few Yankees who can actually hit. Right When you talk about guys who can actually hit, you think about Judge. And there's a few others on this team who we're going to get to, but... Judge is one of those those guys who can actually hit. You know, he's got a good approach at the place at the plate. <clears throat> looks for right center, and um, is a guy who isn't just your typical slugger because he can run, play defense, power, contact. He's got everything. So Aaron Judge, I got to give an A an, uh, an A minus too. Uh, let's go to our DH slash outfielder Giancarlo Stanton. 
across 21 games. You know, a bit of an inconsistent start. He gets a B, though. You know, 256 batting average, an OPS just a tick under 700, which isn't Stanton-like. Um, a double, four homers, 14 RBIs. Four walks, 28 strikeouts, no stolen bases yet. Um, I think he's been fine. You know, no complaints too much. Just, listen, Stanton is going to be streaky. He's going to have his good weeks. He's going to have his bad weeks. You know, he's going to be off and on. That's the kind of hit is. he is. Jesus, it's late, guys. I can't talk. That's the kind of hitter he is. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Giancarlo Stanton is going to have another season where he hits you 250, 260, 270, you know, 35-plus bombs. And his OPS will be 850, give or take. Uh, that's who he is. He's a power. He's a streaky power hitter. You know, and he's going to be that. And I have no, you know, I'm not going to give him anything worse or better than a B. I think he's been good. Good. You know, he's had some bad moments. He's had some really good moments. So I think a B is probably a fair grade for Giancarlo. I don't think he's been a problem um, in the outfield at all either. So let's get to our pal. (laughs) Let's get to Joey because Joey Gallo. Through 21 games, yes, yes, he's he's batting 250 with an OPS over 800 in his last, what, eight games or so? Let's be honest, man. He came here to be a power hitter. We knew he wasn't going to hit for average. We knew he was going to strike out a lot. So I guess this grade is a little harsh. You know, if I said I'm going to grade based off their own expectations. But an F, I mean, you, you can't bat 180. You can't have an OPS in the 500s. And, you know, take all season basically up to a couple days ago to get your first RBI, your first extra base hit, and not get an F. And you're not even playing that great defense. You were supposed to be a gold glove left fielder, and he hasn't played that much uh, to to that caliber in left field. So 180 batting average, a 570 OPS, one double, two home runs, three RBIs. Eight walks, 29 strikeouts, and no stolen bases. He has not been good, let's be honest. For the majority of the season, he has been absolutely dreadful, absolutely pathetic, and completely horrifying when he takes the plate to the Yankees. He's just been terrible. He's putrid. He sucks right now. Um, now, I do think he's going to get better in terms of his power. I think if he's healthy... He could still figure out a way to hit 30-plus home runs. The batting average might be anywhere from 180 to 200 to 215 or something like that. That's just who he is. I'm not a fan of that style, but right now, he's batting 180 with two home runs one month through. That's not good. That's not decent. That's not bad. That is horrifyingly bad, if that's even a friggin' word. That's horrifying. That's horrible. That's terrible. Come here for power, right? We know you're not going to make contact, so you must have that power. Two home runs in April, not going to do it when you're batting 180. So, I, I don't, I don't see how you can give him anything better than an F. Oh, let's get more positive though. Let's go to center field and talk about Aaron Hicks, who's actually been overachieving in my opinion. Uh, 18 games he's played, um, and I and I give him a B minus. I, I think he's been good. 283 batting average, 740 OPS. He's got a home run, four RBIs, has 10 walks. You know, Aaron Hicks is going to go up there and hunt for those walks. Um, 11 strikeouts only, and two stolen bases. Playing some good defense, and he's at the, at the plate. He's going to bring you plate discipline, some plate, some patience, and, um, you know, occasional power from the left or right side of the plate. <clears throat> you know, I think Hicks has been good. Um, I, I'm happy that he's back that he's not in the leadoff spot anymore. I think that was uh, you know, good for the time being, but he's a good guy who can, you know, when you give DJ a night off, you can slide Hicks uh, up there at the top. Um, but I like him where he is, so I think he's had a decent season. Um, and he's performing well. I can't really criticize him too much. Going to the infield now. Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo has been the Yankees' best player this year. I don't think there's much debate there. 
I give Anthony Rizzo an A. Um, you're not going to see me hand out A pluses often, guys. So, you know, A is usually as high as I'll go. Uh, and he gets an A. 22 games in, he gets an A. Batting 269 with a 1.061 OPS. Four doubles on the year, nine home runs on the year, 21 RBIs on the year, 11 walks, 14 strikeouts, two stolen bases. What else can I say? He's playing excellent first base defense. He's a great first baseman. He makes a ton of contact at the plate because he's got such a good approach. Changes up his you know, mechanics or you know, timing mechanisms, moves up in the box, chokes up, you know. All those types of things versus lefties, you know, count situations, hits for power, abuses the short porch. He's been so productive, and I cannot hate on anything Anthony Rizzo has done. I think he's performing extremely well. Um, now, do I think, again, I don't think he's going to continue to lead you know, the American League in OPS or be a top OPS guy, I think he's going to, at the end of the day, you know, he's not going to keep this pace up, but I, he's going to be great. I think he's going to be just fine so long as he's healthy. Um, Anthony Rizzo has been so, such a blessing for this Yankees team. It just makes you think if we had him for a little longer, what this Yankees team could have done. You know, we were so, like, stuck with Voight for so long, and we thought that was good. Anthony Rizzo is is just miles better in my opinion. Um, when you consider he's everything you want from a ball player, you know. So great job for Anthony Rizzo so far. It was a hell of a first month. He definitely deserves an A. Uh, Glaber Torres, Glaber through twenty games this year, I gave him a C minus. Um, batting two twenty two, his OPS is six fifty eight. He's got three doubles, a triple, and two home runs, so that's pretty cool. Uh, nine RBIs, three walks, 12 strikeouts, and no stolen bases yet. He's okay at second base. He's not been a problem there. He looks more comfortable. I'll give him that. I'll also give him the fact that he's making contact. Um, and I'll give him credit that um, because he's coming through. And he's come through in some, some clutch situations. I just wish that his focus would remain what it does in the clutch in every other at-bat as well. And that's one of the reasons that Glaber hasn't exactly had a good season is because he doesn't always bring that mentality to the plate. Soft contact, pops up, pop-ups, chasing out of the zone, weak ground balls at times. Opening up his swing, a lot of moving parts, his upper body's moving a lot, his head's pulling out. I don't know, man. I've talked about it before. Maybe they should send him down, retool his swing. But, you know, he has hit a little bit better lately. Ever since that walk-off, he's actually hit a lot better. Uh, today, he did go over. But on the year, I think i got to give Glaber a C-. minus. Going to shortstop. IKF, I say it kind of for Through 20 games this year, I give him a B. Maybe it's a little harsh. Uh, 303 batting average, 721 OPS, 5 doubles, 7 RBIs, 5 stolen bases, 12 strikeouts, 2, sorry, 5 walks, 12 stolen bases. Jesus Christ, I'm so tired. 5 walks, 12 strikeouts, 2 stolen bases. Got through it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, man, he's been good. He's been good. I like him. We talked about him enough. You know, we just talked about him as the future player of this series. So I don't want to, you know, I really don't have anything else to add there. Um, playing defense, making contact. There you go. He's been, I love him at the bottom of the order. I love him as a um, bottom of the order, you know, high contact hitting bat. And I think he'll be great um, as the season goes on, too, I think he—I really do think he could have a career year in this lineup. I think that's very possible for, I say, Connor Falefa. So, B for him. Uh, a minus to DJ LeMahieu. Twenty-one games in, he's got a two ninety-nine batting average, so he's you know slumping a little bit lately. 
Um, an 8-14 OPS, 5 doubles, 2 home runs, 9 RBIs, 7 walks, 11 strikeouts, no stolen bases. I actually think the numbers he's had, he's got right now are more realistic numbers for G.J. LeMayu. I don't think he's going to bat 370 again. You know, uh, what we saw from him most of this season, I don't think you're going to see that because he was on fire for a bit. But right now, 299, 8-14 OPS is very realistic for D.J., and I would take that. I would. I mean, I think he's a very good baseball player, kind of like Rizzo. Plays defense, but he can move around the entire infield. Uh, first base, second base, third base. And he is a very high contact bat coming up in the clutch. Had another RBI today because he hits so well with runners in scoring position. And he's just clutch. And he's the smart, high IQ hitter that you like. And he's the perfect leadoff man for this team. And uh, I've got nothing but positives to say about DJ. Great second baseman and holds his own for sure on the corners as well. So DJ gets an A- minus from me. Um, and let's go to Josh Donaldson. Now Donaldson, I have a C- minus through 21 games, 208 batting average. Uh, the OPS has gotten up to 706 because he's hitting a little more lately. Five doubles, two home runs, six RBIs. 14 walks, 23 strikeouts, and no stolen bases. <laughs> don't expect that number to jump up anywhere. Um, C minus, yeah, I don't think he's hit very well. He's striking out a lot. The things he's doing well is hitting the ball hard. A lot of line drives, hence the five doubles. Um, he sees good pitches. He sees his pitches well, and he's able to draw a lot of walks. So that's a positive. And he's also playing very sharp, very good third base defense. Yes, some miscues lately, but overall, good defensively. Uh, you, you like to think that the hitting will eventually come around to some degree. Um, and, and, you know, to his credit, lately, again, it has. He was sitting around a buck ninety something for the entire season, batting up to 208 now. The OPS is at least heading towards average with 706. So maybe that's, you know, maybe it's a sign that he's going to turn it around and. Maybe he's due for a hot streak. You know, he's going into Toronto. We got the Blue Jays, his former team, coming up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, something to look forward to. Maybe he's warming up at the right time. But right now, Josh Donaldson, um, again, the defense, walks, line drive hits, had a couple of clutch moments for us. Not enough to really give him more than the C-. minus. Let's go to behind the plate. Uh, now again, these are based off these players' own expectations. So, Jose Trevino, I think, has played like a C plus. It feels weird. I was gonna give him like a B minus, but it feels weird giving him a B minus. You know, uh, ten games so far, two oh eight batting average, five nineteen OPS, a double, two RBIs, two walks, two strikeouts, one stolen base. Who cares? He's here for his defense, and I think his catching has been good. He's calling a good game. Again, he's working with Garrett Cole pretty well, and I think he's handled the pitching staff well. And um, I think he's actually done a better job defensively as a catcher than Kyle Higashioka has this year. But Trevino gets a C plus. He's been okay, nothing more. Um, Kyle Higashioka, Higgy's been. Uh, you know, I give him a C. Maybe I should have been a little worse because his hitting is dreadful. Um, but I think he plays good defense, you know, and maybe lately he's. I don't know, maybe he's turning it around. I don't know. He's not been that good. But again, I, I didn't expect Higgy to really hit much. Um, so it's kind of hard at the same time to give him anything worse than a C. Just because I didn't expect his average or OPS to be super high. But the 386 OPS is ugly. And I did make one prediction that kind of looks a little bad now. Is I was saying that Higgy has a chance to hit 15 home runs this year for the Yankees. Well, he's got zero, and it's May 2nd as this podcast is out. So maybe I should have went a little worse than C. Uh, I'm not thinking about it now. Uh, let's get to the bullpen. Chad Green out of the pen, nine games this year, one and one with the 386, 9.1 innings pitch, 10 hits allowed, eight strikeouts, four walks, no hit batters. Um, a B. Plus. I think he's been good. He had a couple of mishaps. You know, he had that bad performance giving up the big long ball in the clutch there a couple weeks ago, nights ago. Uh, other than that, 
maybe two outings in a row where he gave up a couple of runs. That's it. He's been very sharp. Um, I like what Chad Green has done. I could, I, you know, I can only wish he would learn a new pitch or at least attempt to throw that change up more often. But at this point in his career, you know, what do they say? Can't teach you an old dog new tricks or some shit like that. B plus. Chad's been good. Uh, Clay Holmes has been beyond good. He's been very sharp, very excellent. 11 games in, he's 1-0 with a .84 ERA, 10.2 innings, that is. 7 hits allowed, 11 strikeouts, 2 walks, and a hit batter. He has been one of their top weapons. He's got filthy stuff. That sinker he throws is incredible. He could be our new Zach Britton um, from the right as a righty. Not much else to add. I think Clay Holmes has been great. Uh, Miguel Castro, I gave him a B plus. Ten games so far, he's been good. He hasn't had that blow up game yet that you know Orioles fans and Mets fans have told us is coming. Two and zero, two sixteen ERA, eight point one innings pitch, five hits, seven strikeouts, seven walks, a hit batter. Again, he's a high velocity guy. He's got some good stuff. Lanky pitcher. Um, just, you know, at times it's going to be control and command. I think the Yankees recognize he was more of a one-pitch pitcher when they tried going two innings with him once, and that was his really his only bad outing of the year so far. So he's mostly going to be pitched, you know, as a one-inning and less guy. In you know, with his control and command issues, I prefer he pitch in medium to low-leverage situations for now. But Castro has been good, uh, a B-plus for sure. Uh, Johnny Lasagna has not been so great. Uh, 10 games in, he's 0-1 with a 6 ERA. 9 innings, 8 hits, 9 strikeouts, 5 walks, and, a hit, and no hit batters. Um, I gave him a C plus just because he's had some up and down outings. He's not been the same with his control. Um, hasn't really just found any rhythm. Doesn't look like he's moving with any kind of rhythm out there. No, no flow to him. Um... I still believe in his stuff. I think he's good enough to where he can turn it around. But right now, Lasagna has not performed great. But instead, has been more average to slightly above average. Uh, Lucas Lickie. Uh, Ten games in, Lickie I gave a B-. 1-0 with the 470. 7.2 innings, 9 hits, 10 Ks, 4 walks, 1 hit batter. Lefty Specialist comes in I think he's done his job pretty well him too a couple of mishaps in there but other than that I think Licky's been pretty decent uh, I gotta run through these last few because I'm tired <laughs> Michael King uh, seven games in this season Michael King has been excellent uh, he's been their best reliever and it's not been close as good as Holmes has been King has been so good um, that two seam sinker whatever you want to call it has been phenomenal he's 2-0 with a, a .61 ERA, 14.2 innings pitched, just 10 hits, 22 strikeouts, only 3 walks, no hit batters. Multiple innings guy has been so good, multiple innings in relief. You'll wonder what he looks like as a starter, but at the same time, you don't want to ruin that. So, I like him where he is. I think King's been great. Definitely deserves the A from me. Wandy Peralta, uh, seven games in, 245-year array, doesn't have a decision yet. 7.1 innings, five hits, three strikeouts, four walks, no hit batters. A B plus. I think Wandy's been good. Um, you know, good lefty veteran comes in and has pitched in a fair, fair amount of high-leverage spots too, and he's gotten it done. Overliable. Araldus Chapman, speaking of overliable, 11 games in. Um, he kind of got off to a shaky start and never affected the ERA because the guys after him got it done. But, you know, he's got six saves and six opportunities. Um, he's pitched 11 games, no ERA, zero. Um, 9.1 innings, three hits, 11 strikeouts, seven walks, no hit batters. I, I give him an A-, minus. As, as weird as that sounds, because I feel like he's had some rough outings. Hard to give anybody with a zero ERA anything worse than that. You know, I think Chapman's been very good um, other than a couple of outings at the top of the season. He's really found it lately. Um, no qualms with him yet. I'm sure I will as the season goes on because he's Chapman, but 
Yeah, that's it. We went through the roster. Um, now let's, let's get to the Yankees as a team. We'll grade them as a team. And then we'll wrap this one up. Because I'm tired, guys. Um, 22 games in to the season. The Yankees are 16-6. and six. They've won nine in a row. Um, have a 727 win percentage overall. Are currently first place. Um, and one... games up on the Toronto Blue Jays. How do you not give them an A? You know? Again, I don't hand out A-pluses. So, if you're looking for an A-plus, you're not getting it from me. Go somewhere else. Um, Listen, (laughs) they've been phenomenal. How can I complain? The only problem with them this year has been losing that series to the Orioles. That's it. Every other series they've won, and they also have that split with Toronto, which, okay. I've got no complaints about the Yankees this year. I can't. Like I said at the top of the show, guys, if I'm going to complain about them and whine and yell and moan like an angry 55-year-old with his fist in the air, then I'm going to give them credit at the same time when they win games. All right, I'm not... A negative fan. That's why I always say I'm a realist, not a pessimist. When you actually pay attention to me, I am fair. If you follow me, keep up with the podcast here, I am plenty fair. So I think I'm going to have this on record now. I think the Yankees have been exceptional this season so far. Okay? Exceptional. We'll be right back and we're going to end the show. Yankees get an A for me. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is R.J. Carbone. Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Welcome back to the show. We're going to wrap this one up, guys. Uh, Episode 362. We'll wrap it up with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. All right, so this episode's NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 362 is, which Yankee pitcher was nicknamed the chairman of the board? Which Yankees pitcher was nicknamed the chairman of the board? All right, I'll say it one more time. Which Yankees pitcher was nicknamed the chairman of the board? And let me know the answer wherever you can reach out to me. Let me know. If you get the answer correct, I will give you a shout-out on the next episode. If you get it incorrect, but at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is on the next show in 363. All right, guys, so thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. And um, like I said, that, that's that's going to be it. Because I'm tired as hell. So, a nice nine-game win streak so far. We're beating up on the bad teams. But um, now the vibes change a bit. It's going to be intense. A big test series this week. There's going to be some energy in it. It's an away series in Toronto. I hate that place. It gives me nightmares. 
PTSD, all of that. Uh, but the Yankees are currently 1.5 games up. Uh, we are without Cole and Severino, obviously, this series. But uh, they're also without Kevin Galsman and uh, Jose Barrios. So both teams without their two top-notch pitchers. But um, it's going to be a good one. And it's good that Judge and Rizzo can now play, right? Being they got the uh, they got the juice. So, um, yeah, there's just a different energy right now with this Yankees team. And I like it. And I think Rizzo, I really do think Rizzo has a lot to do with that. He just seems like he's a great clubhouse veteran. He's well-liked around the league. Everybody knows about that. Um, but, yeah, good start to the year. Again, I've got no complaints at all. So that'll do it for me. Hope you guys enjoy the show, and I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.